Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann. This is the ContenderCast. And our mission is simple to shine a light on bright ideas. And we are bringing this episode to you from New York City. And I am so excited. I mean, I'm excited in all the episodes, but especially today. It's going to be a two-parter. And we are starting with one of my good friends, Deborah Lipman has joined us on the podcast today. So Deb, I'm so glad you're on. Hi, Justin. So thrilled <laughs> to be part of this. This has been a long time coming. Oh my gosh. We've been talking about <laughs> like collaborating for years. So Deb and I first met um, through HSN, Home Shopping Network, through Mindy Grossman. And I was at Coca-Cola at the time. Yeah. And you were uh, rocking and rolling. Lippman and Yeah, building the, the Deb Lippman <laughs> <laughs> brand. Um, we'll talk about that shortly. And we met through a number of the HSN events and yeah. have stayed good friends. And a lot of our network has overlapped. And yeah. we, I'm excited because I think we could do some things together down the road work-wise. Definitely. And one of the beautiful things about HSN, right? I know. Is that co-collaborative. Like, it is. And like their partners integrating and people. I know we've already yeah. gone off on a tangent. Yeah, this is going to anyway. be the. I think the story of this podcast might be tangents. <laughs> tangents, tangents, <laughs> but, part one. All right, so um, Deborah Lipman. Some of you have probably seen her um, name in all kinds of places. I mean, everything on the beauty side. You you've probably seen her name show up in stores um, with. Uh, some of the big stars out there. And it's just pretty incredible how Deb has grown her brand. Her brand. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to start with that. I want to share some of your background because you have a really incredible story. And a lot of our listeners are you know, building companies or trying to launch their own brands or thinking about things they would do creatively to bring those things to life. And then we're going to dive into you know, how you've built the company and with your husband, by the way, who we're going to interview. And my brother. Yes, that's right. Let's exactly. not forget. Thank you. And my brother. <laughs> yep. And uh, we'll talk about affair. family it's dynamics, family right? <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to have singing on the podcast <laughs> as well. And then we'll talk about where you're going, where you're yep. headed with this company and some yeah. of your other passions. And um, so I'm super excited. Let's start with you started in the music industry, right? In Arizona. Right, right. When I was uh, probably four years old, I think my mother told me, took me to see The Music Man, the movie. Love that. And Love I came home and I asked my grandmother who was living with us, and who was a great sewer, could she make me a majorette costume? Got it. And she made me a majorette costume and I wore it until it smelled like foulness, but they couldn't get it <laughs> off of me. Oh my gosh. And I knew then that I wanted to sing. Wow. I knew okay. then that that was it for me, that that was You were going to be a star, That right? was not even that I was going to be a star, that I just needed to sing. Got it. That I was your passion. I needed to sing. Yeah. yeah. It was really more about the music itself than um, the life that it would become or any of that. Sure. Um, which is interesting, actually, at this moment, as you say that, that yes. I think about, wow, that's really interesting because that was never, it wasn't like... Like I wanted to be a superstar. Right. I just it was just the singing aspect sing of it. Sing and express myself. Totally. And still to this day, I know we're fast forwarding a little bit, but I mean, I know music is a total outlet for you as it is for me. And that's one of our connections. And right. I mean, still yeah. just the still. idea of putting together an idea and see it come to life in music. Yeah. Right. All the time. All right. All so time. you're in Arizona. You're thinking music is my future. Music is my future. I'm high school. I'm um, the, you know, the, 
president of Cora Letterman. I'm in the Allstate Choir. I'm getting A's and everything. I'm the head of everything in the music department. And then I finished music and it's like, I lived in kind of a poverty background. Okay. And so most of my friends were in that situation where their parents were for a couple of years taking them to visit schools. And I didn't know really anything about that. Sure. And then it was like, oh, wow. I became this kind of big thing in high school singing and being part of everything and performing in the, in the musicals and singing in the choirs and singing around the country. And then it's all going to end what's going to happen. And then a couple of my friends were like, well, we're going to go to ASU, Arizona State University. Sure. It's right down the street. Yep. In Tempe, and I, right? In Tempe. Yep. And um, they had this extraordinary building there called Grady Gamage, which is a Frank Lloyd Wright building. I've seen it. With yep. the extraordinary sound that was part of the music department. So I kind of somehow accidentally got into the music department. We None of us are exactly sure how it happened. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I arrived there and I got in without the particular auditions you're supposed to have, or sure. I probably wouldn't have made it. Wow. And okay. um, uh, every semester, I remember doing my voice jury where you sing in front of the whole voice group and they tell you, you need to um, do something else. And they would say to me, why don't you be an actress? You're a brilliant actress. Wow. But I just okay. had this passion inside me to sing. And I just knew I needed the right teacher, the right something to make it come out of me, which didn't come out of me until after I graduated college. I So I did get a degree in opera performance. It was by the skin of my teeth. Um, and it was by fighting for it. I just fought. I, I don't know how I ever had the really honestly the guts to fight for something the way I fought for that, other than I just knew I had to do it. Interesting. So you're in the music space and what transpired next? And and how did you get to this point of launching this amazing company in the product space, in the beauty product space? Like, what was that? How did you get there? What's what bridge that? So um, I'm going to try to make it the short story. The short story <laughs> was that as a kid, I was a nail biter. Okay. And when I got in my first paid performing job, we were wearing these super glamorous costumes with rhinestones and feathers and headdresses. And we thought we were Las Vegas of course. showgirls. Of and course. we would travel around doing industrials. And um, I went in during our first dress rehearsal and picked up my microphone with my bitten nails. And the director was like, whoa, <laughs> let's get this girl to a manicurist tomorrow. Right. And the next day they took me to a manicurist to put in a set of artificial nails. Right. And all of a sudden... I could breathe and I became a woman. I became a girl. I became feminine. Sure. I became hard. If I wore a dark color, I became tough, you know, or I became sexy, depending on what I was wearing on my nails. And it it literally, having something on my fingers changed the way I moved, the way I felt about myself, the way I was able to address another human. It was really kind of, you know, uh, otherworldly. Wow. Okay. So this moment happened, almost an eye-opening moment. And then how did you get into like the industry itself, the beauty industry, thinking you're going to, you know, before that you were heading down this path of music and now what, what drove the transition? So the transition happened, there's a lot that went in between, but to 
keep the story condensed, um, I had always dreamed of living in New York. And I always knew that at a certain point to get at, I lived in Arizona and I thought to myself to be a better artist at a certain point, I'm going to have to move to New York to work with the best of the best, Got it. which is where I thought the best of the best lived. So I, um, said to my mom, I had been singing weddings and bar mitzvahs in Arizona and making my living doing that way. And then I thought, you know, I just really want to sing the music that I love, which is either Broadway or jazz. And so I said to my mom, I'm going to need to go to cosmetology school because I love the beauty business. And then I can sit down during the day and do nails and stand up and sing at night on my high heels. Got it. Because you can't stand up all day no. and all night in your high heels. Nope. It's really hard, Justin. I, well, I you wouldn't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing, I'll take your, I'm take guessing your word you for haven't it. tried it, but it's painful. <laughs> so um, my mom was like, over my dead body, are you going to go to cosmetology school? I got you through college. Wow. This was so hard. You have a gift. And it was very difficult for her. And uh, I just had no choice. And so I went. I did it. I you know, pursued the manicuring thing. I got to a point where I felt like I was good at it. And then I moved to New York and I landed myself a position at Frederick High Salon on Bergdorf Goodman on 57th and 5th, the best place in New York when it was the place to go. It was just, there was an energy in that space that it was at a, a time and a space that can't be re recreated. And um, I was blessed, blessed, blessed to be there. And I had um, hairdressers that fed me clients. And I had, uh, you know, colorists who fed me clients. And before I knew it, I was doing celebrities and movie stars and Christy Brinkley and Martha Stewart and uh, Kim Basinger and like just people at Marla Maples when she was... Yeah. You know, I love Marla Maples. Um, so, uh, who has been a great, great, great supporter of my art and can ha helped me to continue with my art, as has Martha Stewart, who was also a really, you actually can read about me in her book about entrepreneurs, right. is that I'm the one, I am one of the people that she has mentored. Well, okay. So that, I have to stop you right there because we had a fascinating conversation right before we started the podcast on this very topic. So uh, just to catch all of you up, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, Deborah Lippman, that brand is in most of the major stores where many of you probably shop, um, as well as online. Um, her line is not only in stores, but featured in everything from Vogue and Style, Vanity Fair, L, etc. I mean, unbelievable. But when you got that job, that first job in the kind of beauty industry at this amazing place, Bergdorf Goodman, there was a moment when you were introduced to her and you went over and, and, and met her at her office and whatnot. So share that story. I think that's fascinating, so right? I mean, okay. So I'm working with these incredible women who were, you know, the head of fortune 500 companies and kind of realizing that women didn't really understand nail care. And they would ask me to do things to their nails that were really bad for them. And I thought, wow, how can these people that are so smart not understand? And then Martha Stewart in the 90s, um, had a daytime talk show and she was going to have her first primetime show. And she said, will you come over to my office? Um, I need a manicure. 
And um, uh, <laughs> while I'm there, just tell, you know, I told your boss I'm going to need you for a couple hours. And I was like, okay. So I went over to her office and she asked, she said, do you want to see all of the stuff that we filmed for my prime time show? And I went into this little booth. I'd never been in anything I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, a little girl, like, I don't know. And I'm watching all of Julia Child sure. making something gorgeous and Peggy, uh, Miss Piggy making something with Martha and Kermit coming in and Martha doing her thing. And and then I went into Martha's room and she said, now that you've seen the whole show, what kind of music do you hear? And I said, oh, gosh, it's just so cozy and homey. And I think it's like home for the holidays. And we started picking out all these songs. And she looked at me. And at that point, I was doing nails during the day at a very, very fancy salon. Sure. And then going at night to, to sing in not very fancy bars. Right. <laughs> That's right. Not, not very fancy it, bars. Jazz music. Jazz and, music no, yeah. in it. dark seedy clubs right. and stuff in New York City <laughs> and weird places. Right. And, uh, and Martha said to me, you have a vision to, that is like my vision and I want you to produce the music for my first primetime TV show. Wow. And I said, Martha, I sing in bars. Right. I have I do no idea <laughs> how yep. to produce music for television. And she looked at me and she goes, I believe you can do it and you've got the job. Wow. So goodbye. Goodbye to staff and hello to you and friends. And there I was. Wow. And so I called the musicians that I worked with and we went through tunes and we went through, we did it together and we produced and um, my voice was all through her home for the holidays first Christmas special. Wow. Wow. So um, she has been like that for me. Like if I email her tonight, a question about business, she will be right there. Like I've had so many women support me, not, not, not women only, but many, many women just support me and be there for me. I picked my bottle of nail polish on Cher's bed. <laughs> Cher. Wow. The one word. Yep. Four letters. Yep. The Cher sat on her bed at the Four Seasons Hotel and I had nailed, I had uh, kind of tied it down to a few bottles of nail polish and she was one of my clients and I brought them over to her and we put the caps with the bottles, with the brushes, with the, everything comes separately and she helped me put it together and she will still, if you meet her today, she'll go, this is my friend Deb Lipman, I picked her polish. <laughs> Wow. My we'll, friend we'll have to Deb meet. Lippman, I we should go over and we'll get them to go to the next podcast. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to share. We'll go to share. She'll love telling <laughs> you, know, you about hilarious. it. She'll love telling Whenever I'll show you a note when we finish from her where she wrote, don't forget I put your polish. Like as if I ever would. I can't wait. As yeah. if I ever would. As if I ever would. All right. So Martha gives you this shot, right? And she it's amazing. And it goes well. I think she even told you, you're going to get a record deal out of this and whatnot. But that didn't happen. But that didn't happen. And so you're still doing the nails by day. You hadn't started your company yet, right? right at this still point. doing the nails yep. and listening to women talk about really how they just didn't understand nail care and realizing that I'm working in the chicest salon in the chicest store in the world, certainly in America. And women couldn't leave my chair and go and buy everything they needed for their nail care. And so I was really inspired um, and kind of pushed by some of my other friends in the beauty business sure. to 
create this niche brand that let women go down and find a formaldehyde free, toluene free, um, camphor free, all of these bad ingredients free polish that stayed on your nail, was fast drying, was super shiny, and then create the cuticle treatments that you need and the massage treatments that you need and the hand cream with SPF 25, rich girl, one of our top sellers 20 years later. Um, and so we sort of started that little nail boutique, kind of that niche thing in luxury department stores for that luxury consumer and really thinking about how do I make it healthy? How do I make it healthy for women? Sure. How do I make it easy for them to understand? And I created a system that um, basically is based on what I do for my skincare. Okay. I remove my skincare. I remove my makeup. I you know, tone my face, I exfoliate my face, whatever the order is. And we do the same thing with nails. Got it. So you're one of the most sought after manicurists in the world. And you decide I'm going to launch a, a, a line of right, like nail polish, right? Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. No, I love Zero. that. So- <laughs> Zero. So not one ounce of business school, <laughs> not one ounce of brain correct energy. Just like, oh, this just is a good idea. Your passion. People need your this. Passion. People need this. People need this. I love but, it. But then I, I fought myself because I was like, I'm, but I'm here to be a singer. I'm not right. here to create nail polish for women. This tension. That's what Chanel is for. That's right. You have this so, tension. Yeah. So how did you go? How did you get started? So how did you decide how to get where to get the bottles? How to get the colors made? Where to source material? Like how did you figure that out? Because this was in like 1998, before there were um, computers. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. I I still remember having my Nokia cell phone from yeah. No, I'm jealous of that because I I I used to wear it on my belt though. Oh, you did? Was it the the, was it the Star Phone, the flip phone? No, mine wasn't flip. It just anyway. I never had a flip. I never. I was jealous of the flip. I never got that one. That Star Phone. In any event, so (laughs) in any event, in any event, um, some one nice girl friend gave me the name of a bottle maker. And that bottle maker I went out to see, and that bottle maker gave me the name of 10 other people, and those 10 other people gave me the name of 10 other people, and it started to spiral from there, and it was like one meeting after another, because you couldn't just look it up in the uh, yellow pages. Sure. So basically that network. Who makes nail polish? Right. (laughs) In the yellow pages. It doesn't come Um, up, right. No one. Well, and there's all pieces and parts that go into yes, it, right? So, so many things that go into it. So we finally found an extraordinary lab. Took them about a year to accept me, to believe me, to trust me, to allow me to come onto their premises. And uh, and now I'm one of their greatest success stories, which is incredible. Unbelievable. Um, but I still uh, work for my... So through that period, as I was working on that, which took a couple of years, I was... Um, growing, I moved out of the salon and started working on fashion shows and started working on editorials. So if you look at a Vogue magazine, it might say nails by Deborah Lippmann inside. Sure. Um, so I didn't even know the career that I have exists at, at all. I had no idea. And now I do fashion shows. And so I can sit next to Donatella Versace and say, what do you see as the great colors for your next collection? And it's something that I'm sorry, but nobody else in this industry has. Sure. Yeah. And you can bring that back. And, and like, I can bring in that it. back and quickly go, you know, there's going to be a goal. There's wow. going to be a need for a this. There's going to be a need for a that. And through all the beautiful, incredible relationships and long relationships that I've had with fashion designers, my uh, 
gut for learning color has come. I didn't go to school to learn color. I couldn't tell you what's left or right on a color wheel. Sure. Which my marketing director told me recently. <laughs> In a nice way, I hope. <laughs> Not really. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> nice. she's like, I don't understand how you don't know a color wheel. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't understand that I've been at the top of the heap for 18 years. It's just gut. <laughs> Nice. It's gut. Sure. And so my advice to women, you know, and I, I, I see so many men and women when I do personal appearances and when I talk to people that are so frightened for their children, frightened for their children who are in school and they have a vision, like my mom had a vision for me and she wanted her vision for me of what she thought was from my gut to come true. But you know what? I named all my polishes song titles. I know. And I have three records. Yeah. I, so, and for those that may not know Deb's line, here are some of the uh, colors. And these are some of my favorite ones I wrote down earlier. Let's see. Bed of Roses, uh, Waking Up in Vegas, yep. Sunrise, Sunset, I'm Too Sexy. I'm Too Sexy. I love that one. Stargasm. Stargasm. It's I don't new. think we should dive into that yeah, here. <laughs> it's just the best color ever. It's just the best color ever. Sweet emotion, better off red. I mean, I love these. These They're, are amazing. It's beautiful. So I started, when I got to the point of naming the colors, I thought, well, I don't want to say this color is red if you look at it and you think that it's pink. Because I know that for myself, when I go to buy a lipstick that says pink and I think it's red, I just won't buy it. Rather right. than which is not very smart of me. Right. I'm not going to say it's very smart of me. I'm just going to say, I wanted to take that out of the equation for the consumer. And and if it's a song title that you know, fabulous. If you don't Perfect. know that it's a song title, no problem. It's just a cute, sweet name. Yep. And it doesn't tell you that it's red or green or yellow or coral or pink or gray. Totally. And uh, actually, it yeah, gets to really be creative. to you what it is to you because we all see things differently. Totally. I, I think, and I love that it matches your music with your you know, product. I think it's really cool. Um, one of the interesting stories you told me was about a big, a, a kind of a defining moment in your life or what I often call a crucible moment. And it was when you were in one of your roles and you were late to work one day and you were fired. Talk about that moment and how that you know, fed into this company and like kind of fueled you and your growth and the evolution. Cause I think a lot of us have crucible moments and we have a choice. They are either failure and we don't do anything about it or learning opportunities. And we decide to go do something with it. So I had, uh, had a friend that was on an airplane and she uh, called her house and said, Hey, we're, we're changing airplanes. Our flight was canceled. We're going to Europe. I'm taking my uh, niece on her uh, graduation trip to Europe and we're no longer going to Rome. We're now going to Paris. And it turned out to be TWA flight 800. And I was uh, a friend of mine called and said, Oh my God, I think our friend Anna Marie might be on that flight. Come with me to the airport. So I went to the airport. It took us all night long to find out that she was in fact on the manifesto. And, um, it was horrendous. And I got home from my, uh, home from that at about five 30 or six 30 in the morning. And my first client of the day called was a friend and called me and said, Hey, I'm not coming in till nine 30. So, you know, meet you at nine 30 instead of nine. And I said, okay. So I showed up at nine 30 and my employer fired me. They let me go for being late. 
And I was working in a place that I thought I was the luckiest girl in the world to be there. And when that happened, I was so devastated. I was so, I was, I was just laying in my bed in a ball, sobbing and sobbing. But that woman actually really saw that there was something very, very big waiting for me. And uh, I actually got to see her the other day. This is 20 years later. I, I went to see her actually just yesterday and I held her hands and I said, as painful as that was, because I would still be sitting in your salon today, I cannot thank you enough for making that happen and for seeing beyond what I could see. Wow. So challenging and unbelievably terrible situation in many ways, right? With mm -hmm. your friend and then personally turned into maybe that kick to go and get started, get the agent. I know you shared with me after that, mm -hmm. you went out and found the agent, you found product sample, you got into the whole product development business. Talk about, you know, building off of that. Um, finally, before we wrap this, this first part of part two parts, um, <laughs> Talk about the value and importance of having a strong cast of advisors around you. And I know Mindy Grossman is one of those. Um, and, and you know, you worked with her at HSN. But mm -hmm. talk about the, the importance of, of those type of people in yeah. your life and in terms of building yeah. your brand and your company and just overall making decisions. I feel like it's really important to ask every single person you come in contact with. And I'm very much a people person, so I will ask anyone that I come in contact with on the street, <laughs> nice. any possible question, not even knowing who you are, or where you come from. Um, but I also really believe that in the end, you have to go with your gut totally. and you have to follow your own path. And all of our paths are different. You know, if L'Oreal and Cody and Revlon and, uh, you know, Chanel were all the same path, it would just be easy. We'd all copy one another, but it's just not that way. We all have our own path. My path, I think, is um, I still get to sing. I make glorious colors. I make women's nails healed, um, which is a beautiful part of the nail business. Um, I still get to sing and I get to encourage people that it's just not, you know, yes, as a parent, you have, uh, you know, something that you really want your child to do, but it's not going to be the same there might be curves and it might not be a straight line and you just have to let them take, take those lines. And it's been beautiful for me to get to, you know, be held by women. I don't have any children. Sure. So when I'm held by women, when I do personal appearances and they say, and they cry and say, thank you, I needed that so much. I feel like now I'm like kind of moving into another level of. Sure. Of impact where I'm supposed to be. Sure, making a difference. All right, last but not least, um, two quick things. So first, talk about um, building the company and the business with your husband, Jude. Why don't we talk about that? And then and then after that, talk about where we can find your products. Okay. So the first thing that happened actually is that, you know, I talked about it for a long time and then I didn't do anything about it. I just kept talking about it and talking about it, talking about it. And a girlfriend of mine in the music business were, and I, who also loved uh, makeup, were standing in a beauty store and I looked at her and I said, well, if I ever did a nail polish for the like 500 millionth time, <laughs> if I ever did a nail polish, instead of being like this, I would do it like this. And she looked at me, was my best friend, and she looked at me with these very strong eyes and said, either do it or stop talking, talking about, about it. it. Don't you think that you meet many people like that though? They talk about it and then many yeah. don't do it no, and then some take the it. step. 
And that moment I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. (laughs) And then I had been mentioning it to my brother and my brother was really ahead of the curve on the whole he had a he had a home computer before I did. Sure. He had like all that stuff. And um one night my fax machine went off and all these different fonts fax came machine. through. Remember fax oh, yeah. machine? Have I you heard of that? Have you heard of that? I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Have you heard of that? I haven't seen one in a long time. A fax machine went off in my apartment and all these different fonts of the name of my brand came through. Oh, wow. And I called my brother and I said, What are you saying? And he goes, I want in. And I'm like, wow. okay, you're in. And then my husband, who yep. I was just about to marry, right. said, over my dead body, are any of us doing this? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to bring him in, by the way, in the next Yeah, And now he's the president podcast. of the Deborah Lippman <laughs> nail brand. <laughs> and both my straight husband and brother know way too much about beauty products. Oh my God. That's great. I love it. <laughs> And we're going to dive into the detail on that with him. But um, last but not least, where can our listeners find your products? You can find us at DebraLipman.com with two P's and two N's and at Sephora, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, which was a great partner I for love growing Nordstrom. our brand. Barney's, I yeah. know, Nordstrom, man, they held our hands through thick and thicker. HSN, of course. HSN, You're going to be on the course. Today's Special in a couple weeks. Special Can't on, wait. On the 30th yep. I'll be of watching. November. I'll be Boy, watching. am I stressed about that. <laughs> um, so it, no, it never gets easier. It just gets more stressful. The bigger it is, the harder, you know, the more problems you have too. But that's great. That's what keeps it exciting. Totally. Um, um, so let's see. And then Dillard's, on the music on the music side, and on the maybe music side, some I pursuits. Just, you know, just you know, just saying the little national anthem at the uh, Minnesota <laughs> Twins. Forty thousand. Maybe looking at some Broadway here in New York. Right? I might maybe. be looking at Broadway and, and doing some singing and, with me. Maybe print. on a song. And then we're gonna definitely yeah, gonna do a song. That'll be so fun. for sure. We're gonna do a song. 100%, All right, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm taking you up on 100%. it. All right, Deb. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Right. And you can find me on iTunes. There's a Deborah know, Lippman iTunes right. iTunes channel. My gosh, is that crazy? I don't think I knew that. I hate to say it. There's a Deborah Lippman iTunes. All right, channel. I'm checking that out now. For more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, tools, and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender.